that was another thing I really had to recognize and and be aware of as I'm trying to talk to my friends or my family about my big dreams and goals. Not everybody is going to understand what I'm trying to do. And it has nothing to do with me personally. Like I don't need to take that personal, right? That was another big mindset piece that I had to recognize. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Okay. Hi, friends. Good morning and welcome. Today, I am joined by Allie on the podcast. Allie, welcome. Thank you so much, Emily. I'm really excited to be here and talk with you today. Me too. The feeling is so, so mutual. In case listeners are just getting to know you for the first time, I would love if you could tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you live, what you do, what you love, what brought you to today. Yeah. So my name is Allie Robbins and um, I help agriculture and rural business owners increase sales uh, through the internet, basically through their website and through social media. My journey started three years ago in 2019 when uh, I was working a nine to five job. I actually went to school to be a range specialist. So I got a rangeland management degree and I loved everything about rangeland management, you know, working with farmers and ranchers and being out and doing grazing plans and stuff like that. But I worked for the NRC for about three years. And for those of you that don't know what that is, it's the Natural Resources Conservation Service. It's a government agency that helps farmers and ranchers. And it was a great job, you know, but I just didn't really feel that fulfilled, I guess. And I was lacking something. And while it was a great job for other people, I was just constantly looking for something more. And so my very first business was actually a cleaning business. And I, you know, got burnt out pretty fast with that. There's only so many houses you can clean. I was also working full time. And so I closed that business and I opened my marketing business because I really wanted to help agriculture and rural businesses, you know, grow and and make more money using online marketing. And so that's where I started in 2019. 18 and it's it's been a wild ride you know I um <laughs> I, I think as any entrepreneur you go through that first initial phase where you're like yeah I got this and I'm gonna do awesome and and pretty soon you're like not gaining any traction or getting anywhere and that imposter syndrome kicked in where I was like oh maybe I shouldn't be doing this I'm a rangeland specialist I don't know anything about marketing and um so I then I actually hired a business coach and that's when my whole life changed and my whole business um I that that's when I learned about mindset and, you know, just just having some solid pieces in your business that are essential to growing and just having that community to bounce your ideas off of and, and get the support because, you know, not a lot of people know what you're trying to do. Actually, probably 95% of the people think you're crazy and they're just maybe, they just don't know where you're headed and so they can't really support you anyways. And so that's where that business community and the business coach, you know, it was extremely valuable to me. And ever since then, I've hired many business coaches and I don't think I could live without one <laughs> because they're just, <laughs> 
extremely valuable to me because, you know, as the business owner, you get in your own way so much. And I recognize that about myself. And so and just having that community is is so valuable to me. And so I, um, yeah, that's, I guess that's how I got here today. I started off with just trying to help people grow their, their business using their website and social media. But I've actually recently branched off into business coaching as well, just because there's a lot of the marketing, you know, that plays into why people aren't growing or or seeing any traction, but a lot of it is that mindset piece or just the solid business foundations, whether you have systems and processes set up or not, and just kind of the overall arching business foundations is what I really like to focus on as well. And so I recently became a coach, a business coach. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how I got where I'm at today. And I just love working with my clients because I love helping them see what's possible. You know, that's exactly what did for me. I didn't think I was going to be able to quit my full-time job and take this full-time. And just because a lot of people, you know, kind of try to hold you back and, and it's nothing against them. It's just, I think how mother nature works, right? They want you to stay in that secure job and, you know, you have good insurance on all that stuff. And yeah, so that's, that's how I got where I am today. And like I said, I love what I do and and really excited to be here. So yeah. So I'm curious, when you were at your previous job, what was the spark that kind of prompted you like, okay, I really want to help people with marketing or I want to you know, dig into helping agricultural or rural businesses thrive? What got you from what you were doing t- to that point? Mm-hmm. So I've always liked businesses. I've always wanted to own my own business. I didn't really think it was going to be a marketing business, but I did see, you know, the kind of the biggest thing I think that sparked that interest was I saw a lot of uh, small businesses closing up shop, especially in rural America, because, you know, they they open up their doors and then two years later they close up shop and they would blame it on Amazon or Walmart or all these bigger companies and say that people just don't want to pay my prices or people just go on Amazon anymore. And I just thought there's got to be a better way. And I always love a good challenge. And so (laughs) I set out to um, figure out how to help these people. And the other thing I think that really sparked the interest is I wanted to kind of get out of my nine to five, you know, even though I loved range management, I secretly kind of was like, ah, I, especially after wanting to have kids in the future, I thought this is going to be really hard. I feel very limited to working the 40 hour weeks and not being able to have more freedom, uh, mm-hmm. I think is, is another good reason as to why I was like, well, maybe I can make this work along with there's not a lot of people doing this, you know, there's not yeah. a lot of businesses out there that support ag and rural businesses, I think. So yeah, that's kind of where <laughs> the, the interest came from. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges that you see rural and ag businesses face right now? I know you mentioned people shopping online or things like that. What are some of those, like I said, struggles and how do you help rural businesses overcome that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of rural businesses, especially in agriculture, you know, they don't have a lot of help. Everybody always says, well, nobody wants to work. And the, you know, there is potentially a lot of people that don't want to work, but there's also a lot of people that do want to work, but they don't want to work for somebody who's going to work them to death, burn them out. And a lot of it actually comes back to their own mindset. And I know that sounds crazy, but I see it all the time, which is where a lot of that leadership 
those leadership skills need to come into place. And that's a, that's a hard one, right? Especially if you've been in business or you're an agriculture business, you know, that's just, this is just the way we've done things. Well, we can't really do the same thing that we've done a hundred years ago because there's the whole world has changed. And so I'm not saying you have to change everything, but we do need to look at some of these factors and see how we can navigate them. And like, there's not a one size fits all but there's a, a lot of conversations that need to be had. And then another thing I think that they struggle with is just the, the resources. You know, there's a lot of marketing businesses out there uh, that do like SEO, which is search engine optimization or websites, or, you know, they'll market your business on social media. But a lot of those companies are in LA where there's millions of people around and they don't understand agriculture and they don't understand rural America. And that's a huge factor because it's just so much different. Uh, I think they're obviously the business foundations are similar, but the way we market our business and, you know, you don't need a ton of SEO because there's like two people that do what you do in your town, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that even um, being at the Y and we would like put stuff on social media or, or whatnot. And Facebook ads would always like want us to reach more people. And we we're like, we don't want to reach more people. We want to make sure that everyone in a 30 mile radius sees this. And mm-hmm. those algorithms or the ad database like wasn't set up to support that. It was like, expand your reach, expand your reach. We're like, no, we don't want someone three states over to see our ad. We just want everyone who could possibly come to this event or use our facility to see this ad. And there is a disconnect in between what that looks like and then like what we actually need to do to serve our rural communities. Right, exactly. And that's what I see a lot of. There's a lot of people or businesses that come to me that had gotten their website done from uh, somebody else and they just don't like the website still. And because, you know, they just, that company just didn't understand them. And that's, <laughs> and also that company might need some business coaching themselves. <laughs> like that's kind of how I help my clients though. There's a, a lot of marketing that comes into place, like just getting your business online, but also that mindset piece and just making sure you're you're building a community around you as well because as a business owner it's it's you can't go at it alone um i tried that obviously in the beginnings and it just doesn't work it's really really hard um and if you can build a community around you you'll get so much value from it and so that's that's really where i think the challenges come in you know as as rural and agriculture is building the community and getting that marketing in place where it's not consuming your life but it's working as well as like i said the the mindset piece is is where i see a lot of the struggles i did the math and this year i've made more in my business than i did my old 9 to 5 paycheck And while that number isn't bajillions, it has me deep in the feels. I am not a business guru or a marketing expert. I can't teach you how to be a girl boss, and I still don't fully understand the legal or financial jargon that comes with entrepreneurship. But I'm freaking audacious, and I built this. One year ago, I was greeted with blank stares when I told people I was leaving a job that I loved for the total unknown. But I knew... There was a calling on my heart that I had to step into, and I had the insane courage to try. I'm a regular old girl from Illinois who just believed that my dreams were possible, and yours are too. My Ascend Retreat is for you, a rural gal who knows that she's called to something. If you are craving community, growth, clarity, confidence, and a game plan to fully step into all that's possible, this weekend was built for you. 
I invite you to join me in sunny Destin, Florida this November 10th through 13th for a fully immersive mastermind retreat weekend. Not only will you learn from and have full access to some of the best coaches and inspiring women in our industry, but you'll truly walk through the journey with fellow like-minded rural doers and dreamers who are creating big impact for their families, careers, and community. Our weekend will bring clarity to your vision and you'll leave feeling more connected than ever to your purpose with a solid action plan to bring your dreams to life. Though we're all on our individual journeys, we are so much stronger doing life and business together. I'm not here to tell you what your dream life looks like, but my coaches and I are sure here to help you bring it to life. Are you ready? Check out emilyrushell.com slash retreats for more information. Shoot me a DM and I'll send you the link to sign up today. Spots are filling fast, but there is still one with your name on it. So you've mentioned um, the mindset piece a few times, and I'm curious, how has your mindset evolved from, you know, working your nine to five, getting started in entrepreneurship, and then over the past couple of years, like what has that evolution looked like for you? Yeah. So when I first learned about mindset, it it blew my mind (laughs) because I didn't realize that this was a thing, you know. I think a lot of the mindset piece also comes with being self-aware, figuring out who you are as a person, kind of what makes you tick, as well as what kind of what our flaws are. And so it started off kind of there where I was figuring out, okay, who am I? And do I have the authority to go and start this marketing business? Well, my business coach always said, you know, it's just a thought. You're just creating a thought. Is it even a fact? Is this even true? That's where it all started. She questioned that and she challenged me to really look into that piece of, is this thought that you're talking to me about, is it even true? Or are you just thinking it's true? Is it a fact? How do you know it's true? Because usually what happens is the thought creates a feeling and then the feeling creates an action. So I was kind of starting out with, oh, nobody wants to buy from me, you know, so I'm not going to market anyways my business, not going to try to sell my websites because nobody wants what I'm offering. And that wasn't true. It was simply, you know, I wasn't putting anything out there anyways. I maybe posted one time. So that's really where it started was catching myself uh, when I was thinking about these things and (laughs) these thoughts that weren't simply not true because, you know, When we're sitting there thinking, oh, so many people are judging us, usually just not the case. I think we judge ourselves way more than other people around us. And so Mm. after after I started digging into that, um, I learned about like my Enneagram type, which was really intriguing to me because um, I'm a type eight, which is like a, a kind of like a leader, a natural leader role and a challenger. And and it really spoke to my heart. I'm like, yeah, this is me totally. And then just recognizing the maybe the boundaries I need to set for myself as a type eight. Um, you know, I tend to overwork and um, it really helped evolve my relationships with my clients, my relationships with my family, my husband, my kids, my kid. I have a six month old, so I don't know if that really counts. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. And so um and then it also, you know, as an entrepreneur, you, you're you not going to think like the majority of people. Like there's maybe 20% of people who are entrepreneurs. And so that was another thing I really had to recognize and, and be aware of as I'm trying to talk to, you know, my friends or my family about my big dreams and goals. Not everybody is going to understand what I'm trying to do. And it has nothing to do with me 
personally. Like I don't need to take that personal, right? That was another big mindset piece that I had to recognize. We are thinking in a different way than most people. It's it's nothing, it's not good or nor bad. It's just a fact. And so a lot of that mindset piece, like I said, was just continuously like every single day recognizing the negative versus the positive thoughts that I'm telling myself. Um, I, I do a lot of journaling because that's, you know, how I work on my mindset in terms of recognizing how, what I'm telling myself. Am I being really negative or really positive? Um, and making sure that I'm keeping that in check. That's that's how I keep that in check, I should say, is is by journaling because, you know, it's it's one of those things. I think business is 80% mindset and 20% strategy because you, like I said, you're your own worst critic. And if you can be self-aware and recognize how you act around people, then, and, and how you act and what you, how you tell yourself, uh, then you're really going to thrive because you're going to recognize where you need to hire because maybe it's a weakness or you need to step into your zone of genius because that's really where where you thrive. And so it's ever evolving. I always thought, Oh, once I'm there, then I'll, you know, then I'll be better. And I'll, I'll be able to do all these things. Well, mindset's just a never ending thing. And it's one of the best things that I've ever dove into, like I said, because it's all changed my business and, and my life. That's a long winded <laughs> answer there. Well, there's about um, 20 different pieces of that that I would like to unpack, but I have to agree with you. You know, I'm in a year into entrepreneurship and I've said so many times, this has been the hardest year of my life. Of course, also the most amazing, but it has more to do with my mindset than anything on my to-do list because mm -hmm. anytime we're stepping into something new or that's such an evolution of ourselves, it comes with grappling with that mindset piece, that imposter syndrome, that confronting, you know, habits that are easier to hide in the workplace than they are when it's all on you or figuring out where you need to ask for help, how to ask for help, how to manage, like all of that. And that has nothing to do with any of the physical things I'm writing down that I need to do for the day. But it really is, I think, one of the biggest lessons of personal growth that I've ever experienced is just navigating mm -hmm. what that looks like. And I think that that's true even outside of entrepreneurship, because I know we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast, but you know, we also have women in a variety of career paths or, or stages of life. And I think one thing that I would love to talk more about, because this conversation just keeps coming up in my masterminds and in DMs and in so many different avenues online is what it means to pursue your dreams or tackle really big goals, especially when you live in a small town or in a rural mm -hmm. community. And mm -hmm. I think that you know, those things stepping outside of what we know, I'm sure that people grapple with everywhere. But the increased opinions or fear or scrutiny that comes with doing so in a small town, I think is especially magnified. So I would love if you could speak into that for someone who is dreaming a big dream or tackling a big goal that their friends, their family, their neighbors, their whoever it may be just doesn't seem to understand just yet. Oh, absolutely. This is such a big one. I think, like you said, in rural America, just because it's, we're in a small town and, you know, they're the stereotypical, you know, go to work and do your thing and be happy is very prevalent in rural America. The biggest thing that I have to say about this is you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. <laughs> like, no matter what you do, 
people are going to have an opinion about it. And Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily a bad thing. But the biggest thing that I think somebody could do is find the community that's going to support them. Because like you said, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny. There's going to be a lot of things said about, oh, so-and-so is going to start her own business. I had so many people say that about myself. And the thing that kept me going and kept me on that positive side and without letting the imposter syndrome take over was finding the community. It was all virtual though. That's the great thing about the internet though. It, you know, and, and the biggest blessing of being able to build this business is there's there wasn't a lot of local or local support I should say there you know I should shouldn't say that's totally the case there's the Farm Bureau has been extremely helpful for me and a ton of resources there but um, as far as like group and a community like I said the the online world is really where I would talk about going to because like you said in your masterminds uh, that's probably why people are attracted to that because they're like oh I just I have this big dream and goal but I might not know how to get there and I need just to talk about it and get it out because once I can get it out and then it's like okay I, it's solid I'm gonna I'm gonna go forth now and there's a lot of people like I said in rural America that and, and I don't think just in rural America I should say that but that just are not going to understand where you're trying to go. And it's, and it all goes again, back to personal growth. You've got this uh, motivation to do something bigger. And it's always just out of that comfort zone for most people. And probably the reason why they might be saying something in the first place is because it's your big dreams and your scary goals are making them uncomfortable. It's much easier to just stay in your comfort zone and do the norm and, uh, you know, be fine with it. And so, (laughs) That's a big one. And that's, it's, it's hard because like I said, no, not a lot of people understand or what you're trying to do. And so they just, they don't know what to say to you. And so that's kind of another thing that I really, and, and when I was first starting my business and getting it off the ground, don't ask for help or advice from people who don't know where you're trying to go or who have never been where you're trying to go. Just don't even ask them because they're not going to know what to say. Because you've asked them, they're probably going to give you an answer that you don't like. And so just just recognize that it's going to be there and you're gonna. it's going to be really, really uncomfortable. But once you're there, then they're going to be like, wow, you know, that's so good for you. They'll, they'll kind of get over it and get used to <laughs> you yeah. being, you pursuing your big dream and goal. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said also to get as confident as you can in what you're doing, because this is true of anything. When people are offering criticism to us about whatever it is, if we feel insecure about it, that's when it really hurts. And that's when Mm -hmm. it, it veers us off our path or it cuts the deepest. But when we're so grounded in our why and we feel confident in what we're doing and we know that it's the best choice for us, our business, our health, our family, whatever it may be, it's so much easier to just deflect that because we know it has more to do with the person who's saying something than it does ourselves. And the best way to show anyone anything is just by doing it and showing them that it's working. Exactly. I think I've been like, maybe I'm naive, but I've been very pleasantly surprised with how many people, even in my local community are very supportive. How much people like actually do want to see you win. I think that, you know, we attract the right kinds of people. And I think that by fully living our purpose, it gives other people permission to do the same. So I think there's a ripple effect that like when one person does something, it it allows someone else to do whatever their something is. It doesn't have to be building a business, whatever it may be. But when we are living 
fully as our authentic selves, that is truly like something that can impact our entire community because mm-hmm. the more people who are are stepping into their calling, the more fulfilled they are, the more they're able to give back. And that's how we build like this really healthy ecosystem of growing and healed people, no matter where we live, even if it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's a very good point. You know, there's a lot of people that are supporting you and want to see you win. And like you said, if you're kind of insecure about what you're doing and you don't have a lot of confidence yet, then most likely you're going to dwell on the two people that said something versus the 20 people that are like, do it. You're awesome. That's exactly what I experienced in my business as well. And, you know, in my um, journey is some people, someone would say something and I would just be like, oh, dwelling on it and just totally, you know, defeated. And and then my coach would turn around and say, but look at all the people that are supporting you. And so that's such a great point because I think a lot of people want to step into that role, like you said, and be fulfilled and live their dream, but maybe they don't know how. And by you doing it, that, like you said, gives them the motivation to maybe step into what they're trying to do. And it's such a good point because, you know, I never thought that my myself, I never thought I would be like inspirational or motivational person. But as I continue to step out of my comfort zone and market my business and help my clients, it's, it is a ripple effect. And so that's a, I love that that you said that because it's it is a ripple effect in, into our rural communities and I'm actually seeing that in today's world and so it's it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I truly feel that when women, especially, but all people, invest in their personal growth and are fully, you know, living healthy, authentic lives that they love, like I genuinely think that's how we change the world is one person at a time. If you've been hanging out with me online for a few years, then I know you've heard about my personalized habit challenge, You Do You 82. Through this challenge, women like you intentionally choose habits to build or break for 82 days through the mindset of progress over perfection. At its core, You Do You 82 is an experience and community to help you show up for the life of your dreams. To learn more, tap the link in the show notes listed below. As a entrepreneur, you own multiple businesses, correct? Yeah. So actually, we own two businesses and then a rental business. or So three businesses, kind of. We have a, a rental business as well as a car wash and then my marketing business. And so, yeah. So you're doing all of that with a six-month-old now. So can you speak to yeah. <laughs> what changes you've had to make, whether in your time or in your priorities or in your mindset as you have transitioned from career and, you know, balancing all of the things that come with that to now also adding mom life into the mix. What has that transition looked like for you? Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. I didn't expect it to be like this. (laughs) Um, You know, as a type eight Enneagram, I am very like, go, 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 go. So before I had my baby, uh, my days were completely planned out like to a T and I was just very, motivated to get a lot of work done. So we bought the car wash, we have our rental, I'm trying to grow my marketing business. And then this beautiful baby comes along and screws up my whole schedule. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and but it was a lot of people told me, you know, you're not going to be able to do as much as before. And I was like, Oh, that's not me. I can do a lot. Don't worry. And it's, they were right. And it's okay, because that always happens to me. I think I can do much more than I think possible. (laughs) Um, But I really had to 
take a look at, okay, what are my values? Is Are these businesses my whole life? No. And that's really what struck me the day my baby was born is, holy crap, this beautiful little baby is is my everything. And that's when I really had to put some serious boundaries in place for my my businesses, right? Because that's just who I am. I could work all day, every day. I love working. But now I have a family and that really struck me hard, like I said, and, and I wanted to bring that into my life. And as you know, habits don't change overnight. Um, you really have to be intentional about them. And so I really tried to set boundaries like, okay, I'm only working from eight o'clock till four o'clock, things like that, as well as childcare. That's hard to find here, especially in Montana. This is That's where I'm from is there's uh, not a lot of childcare. There, there was a lot of people moving into the state, especially after the pandemic. And so all of the childcare facilities are completely full. And I had a nanny for a while and she was great. She moved, um, but- that's another thing I have to balance. Um, I'm not able to work like I did before. I'm not really able to have a schedule yet because I don't have childcare. And just embracing that chaos, right? My coach tells me all the time, just just embrace it because there's nothing you can do about it right now. You're doing the best you can, um, as well as finding as much that I can automate in my businesses, right? Whether it's the car wash or hiring somebody for the car wash or hiring somebody for the marketing business, I really have to start thinking about those things. Like what can I hire versus what do I want to be doing versus what can I seriously automate? Um, So changing up my schedule has been really what I had to do once I became a mom and, and making sure that I'm being intentional and not taking on too much anymore and being realistic with my time just because it is a balance and it's a, it's a crazy balance. (laughs) And yeah, I want to make sure that I'm I'm spending as much time with him as possible because uh especially in these first, you know, years it's they're so they grow so fast and the and time goes by so fast and you want to make sure that, you know, you're you're spending that time with him if that's what you want, you know? You got to go back to your values and and what is it that you want in your life and for your family. Yeah. Well, it's like you said it's re-navigating what are your priorities? How are you spending your time? Where can you put up boundaries? Where can you let go of things you don't actually need to be doing? Every season is a transition, <laughs> baby mm-hmm. into toddlerhood, into school, into into everything. But I, I think that a lot of that comes with, you know, really good growth on our end because I'm the same way. I could work all day, every day. And I certainly have had seasons where I've done that. And then I've had to take a step back and, and really think about, okay, what do I actually want my life to look like? And how do I let my business support that versus me fully supporting my business? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the beauty of, of building your own business is you can, or you can do whatever, you know, you just have to, but making sure you're, you're being realistic and, and not let it consume your life. If you're somebody like me, because that's really easy to do. So by hiring and on automating, you can, you can have both, which is amazing. So speaking of priorities, you are actually bringing on a new project. You have a podcast of your own that's launching here in a few weeks. Yeah. Yep. So the, the podcast is called the agriculture and rural business podcast. Um, it's, it's been something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I love to talk and I just felt called to do it because of that reason, right? It's much easier for me to talk versus type. And I think that a lot of businesses would like this kind of content, right? Because it's hard building a business, especially in rural America in agriculture. There's so many challenges that I don't think 
you know, maybe more urban type setting businesses understand. And so I want to bring these challenges to the table and talk about them and try to help people navigate them as well as help them with their marketing. Because like I said, that's kind of how I started my business and I'm very passionate about marketing. And so I'm really excited to dive into it. And um, it was a little nerve wracking, just like anything, you know, a little imposter syndrome come up. Do I even have, why would I start a podcast? There's like 500,000 podcasts out there. (laughs) But um, I'm really, really excited about it. And it's, I think we're trying to launch for September 19th. And um, so yeah, can't wait for people to, to hear it. That's amazing. So in addition to the podcast, how else can someone get in touch with you, work with you, support you, et cetera? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. Um, it's Allie Robbins, A-L-Y-R-O-B-I-N-S one. So the number one, you can go to my website, AllieRobbins.com. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're an agriculture or a rural business and you really struggle with the marketing piece, or you just can't seem to gain traction in your business, then I would love to just have a conversation with you and see if I can support you in any way. Um, but that's where you can find me mostly is on Instagram. So awesome. All right. Before we wrap up, I have one final question for you. What does personal growth mean to you? Personal growth means diving deep into who you are and figuring out, like I said, who you are and what makes you tick and making sure that you're also recognizing where you want to go and and figuring out how to get there and making sure you're keeping yourself accountable, right? To the things that you're doing in your everyday life. Um, personal growth is really, really hard because it's it's like taking yourself out of your body and, and looking at yourself and watching how you act in, in public and with your family and, you know, in your spouse's relationship and just figuring out maybe what you can improve on as well as what you should embrace and take and go with. So it's a, like I said, it's a hard one, but it's, it's one of the best things that somebody could do, whether you own a business or whether you're trying to have a better relationship with your family or your spouse, or uh, you're trying to improve your, the work environment in your, in your job. It's really an amazing, amazing thing that never ends. Personal growth never, ever ends, no matter what stage of life or business you're at. So I love personal growth. I never used to like personal growth, but once I saw the results, it's really changed my life. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I I love that you said that it never ends because there'll be things that come up and I'm like, gosh, didn't we already, didn't we already deal with this two years ago? (laughs) (laughs) But it's like in every season, there are Mm -hmm. are new pieces of yourself to uncover and grow through and understand at a deeper level. So, so that you can be the most emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally healthy, authentic, confident version of yourself. I just think I don't even know what I was doing with my life before I I started investing in my growth because it Mm -hmm. has just you know, paid for itself leaps and bounds in so many ways. So mm, yeah. And and before we wrap up too, I want to mention that as well as a lot of people will not invest into that because it's not like a physical, tangible thing, you know, but it's one of the best investments. You are the greatest investment or the greatest asset in your life and your business. And like you said, you'll, you'll see it once you, once you start to go through it and see the results and feel the weight lifted off your shoulders and this amazing blue sky out there. And it's, it's one of the best investments that you can make in your entire life. 
Did you just write a commercial for uh, my retreat in November? (laughs) It's so true, though. It's so true. It's investing, um, even like we said earlier in the conversation, in, you know, your community and those people who do want to see you win and fully support and understand the vision you have for your life. And then, you know, being able to, to turn inward and then take action on that. I mean, that's what we're doing. Oh, I love it. So good. So good. I could... Like I said, I could talk for hours with, you know, other women in rural communities who are just doing really, really cool things. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushell over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.